0: Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast, where we help you get clarity, build skills, enhance your character, curate your environment, take daily massive action, and develop a positive mindset. Join our community by heading over to workwithtimmydouglas.com and get our free book and list of questions that will help you build an impactful and purposeful life. Enjoy the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Tyler Witkowski, who is a multi-genre author, podcaster, mental health and travel blogger, and an award-winning marketing and communications professional. Tyler, how are you doing?
1: I am doing great. Great. How are you doing?
0: I am also doing great. Thank you so much for asking. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with just telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun.
1: That'd be great. Yeah. Absolutely. So um like you said, my name's Tyler Woodkowski. I am a uh indie publisher, a blogger, podcaster, writer. Um I I wear all kinds of hats. Jack of all trades, master of none, but better than a master of one is you know, it's it's what I like to say. Um you know, in my free time, I guess the biggest thing I, I like to do is write but I don't know if that's really considered free time anymore since I write for blogging and write for books. And, um, outside of that, I really, I love spending time with my wife and, uh, my dogs, Dutch and bell. They, we currently live in an RV. We're traveling full time. Um, so I guess traveling is another hobby of mine. Um, but, yeah, we we just we enjoy exploring new cultures and finding these new spots to visit these small towns and getting to see different versions of society across America. I mean, it's just amazing how it. And we've only traveled North Carolina so far. You know, we're working our way in twenty twenty four out west, and so we've only seen the differences in culture in, in North Carolina and South Carolina and Virginia and West Virginia, but. I mean, it's just amazing to see all these different cultures and how they come together and, and to the the melting pot that is the United States. Um, but, you know, like everywhere, they do have some of their downfalls, but I love the beauty of it is what keeps me going. You know, I, I keep going past that. I
0: gotcha. And so when did you guys decide to be uh, full-time travelers?
1: We uh, actually decided at the beginning of 2023. Um, decided in January that we wanted to get away from um, small town drama or um, where I grew up for 30 years, knew everybody, um, received five awards from 2017 to 2021. I had become, you know, not famous but locally well known. And, you know, it, with that comes a lot of stress and a lot of drama. And we had just kind of got tired of it to that point. And we wanted to get away from it. We wanted to go out and explore. So we decided to put our house on the market in March. Um, within a week of us having it on the market, my realtor called me and said, hey, we got an offer. So we sold the house in May and have been full timing it since uh, the end of April.
0: I got you. So the proceeds from the house, is that what is funding the traveling? Do you guys have remote jobs, remote businesses?
1: Yeah, we've got a remote. We both work a remote day job, um, but we also both run Tea with Coffee Media, which is an indie publishing company. Um and we uh, make a little bit of income from our Adventure with Coffee blog, as well as my writing. And I just started up the Witkowski Company, which is a digital marketing and public relations agency for online startups and nonprofits. So uh, we've got a couple different sources of income stream. Um, we used the money uh, from the proceeds of, from the sale of the house to pay off debt. We had uh, gotten into quite a bit of debt because i was let go of a job that i was at for 6 years um for reasons beyond my control and once we did i struggled to find another job um my skill set was very specific and i was looking locally and locally there wasn't a lot of positions that were looking for my skill set and Eventually, I branched out to find remote work, and once I found remote work, it kind of. My wife was already working remote; she um, is an admissions counselor for a school online, and uh, so whenever we both were got a remote job, it was kind of a natural thing that we weren't tied down anymore by the confines of working, and we knew this was our life. So we paid off our debt, we got on the road, and. Now we live in our RV, Dink, and travel in our uh, Jeep, uh, Ginger.
0: Okay, okay. And so run me through those two things you started up recently. You had a... Just run me through them again. I can't even. OK.
1: Yeah, I have. I told you, jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So my first business that we started uh, at the end of 2021, early 2022 was Tea with Coffee Media. Tea with Coffee Media is an indie publishing company. We focus on writing authors and things like that right now. Um, our 10, our, our five to 15 year plan is to eventually branch out into bloggers, YouTubers, podcasters, things like that, and have kind of our own label to have them on where we handle the editing and the production and things of that sort. So we've got heavy dreams there, but right now we've got about 20 signed authors. Um, we have published, uh, almost a book a month through, since we, published our first book in may of 2022 so we've been really strong we don't publish around Thanksgiving or Christmas just because it's so hard to get into book signings and that's one thing that we take a lot of pride in for our authors is getting them into physical book signings um, to make a, a relationable approach to your readers and build that local following because it, you really do have to start small sometimes and work your way out so that's what we start to do with our authors is we build their local following and then as their books grow we start to build a national and a uh, multinational following for them. Okay. The other, the other company was the Witkowski company. So uh, I've been doing digital marketing and public relations for the past ten years for various industries. Um, you know, higher education, nonprofits, startups, restaurants, lawn care business, government agencies. Uh, you name it. I've probably done some kind of marketing or communications for them. So I decided to start up my own side business and um, do some marketing and communications on the side for small businesses, uh, online startups, any kind of company that is new to the online stratosphere and wants to get a digital presence. We're here for them. But really, my big passion and I think my big focus is our nonprofit sector because I love nonprofits. I've uh, served on the board of several nonprofits over my time, and uh, I just, I love the mission and the passion, especially whenever it comes to kids and helping kids grow. My grandfather, Skip, he actually has his own nonprofit called Dare to Care for Children where he raises uh, money and donates uh, hundreds of toys to the local kids' hospital for Christmas time, and he does fundraisers and He just really takes care of them. And that's where I got a lot of my inspiration for wanting to help nonprofits. And, you know, my prices compared to other digital marketing agencies are relatively low, but, you know, we have a specialty market that we specialize in. And that is the online startups and the nonprofits who can't afford a massive contract or anything like that.
0: Yeah. I gotcha. And what does your marketing or outreach look like to get authors to your publishing company right now?
1: So we're actually closed for submissions right now because we're so full. Um, We are packed through 2024 um, and we have, we just opened submissions for a Twitter event called Pit Dark. Um, And what that is, is authors will go on Twitter and they'll pitch their book in a very short tweet um with the hashtag pit dark and publishers editors agents things like that look for that hashtag and the if they find one they're interested in they'll like it and that's basically an invitation for that person to submit to um that publisher our last round we had over 60 submissions um so we had to go through 60 one chapter submissions and then we wound up accepting uh, about half of those for full manuscripts. So we have 30 full manuscripts that we will be going through um, over the next few months. But we also use sources like uh, Poets and Writers and the Independent Book Publishers Association, um, resources and online directories that have spots where people go to look for submissions. That's where we get a lot of our submissions from besides pitch events on Twitter. Um, But it's, it's a really good tool to look into directories. That was one thing I learned from my time uh, as a marketing director at a marketing agency was directories are huge for your SEO and huge for uh, getting your target audience to find you. So whenever I learned that I was able to implement that into my company and get us on some directories to help us help our seo on our website and also help boost our submissions and that's where we've got the primary source of our authors from we just started doing pitch uh pitch events for on twitter so i gotcha that's really
0: cool and so you guys started that and were able to get so many authors to it or is that a known hashtag in the industry
1: it's, it, it's a known hashtag. Um, they There are actually Twitter pages out there who started that. Um, and then they – so if you follow those Twitter pages, they'll retweet all of the – whenever it comes time. Typically, each event is a day. They have a, a pit dark. They have some for romance and sci-fi and fantasy and um, – young adult, new adults, they've got just about any genre, they've got a pitch event for and just depends what we're looking for at the time, what our schedule is missing if we open up for that particular event or not. Yeah. Yeah, I got gotcha. you.
0: Well, cool. I'm a uh, I've been thinking about I talked to this one author and she was talking about how it's so hard to get on the New York Times and how it's all politics and then it made me think Why don't we just create a rival bestsellers list that is as notable as the New York Times or Oprah or all those famous book lists out there run by authors for authors? Kind of like the the idea of for the people, by the people, for the people, Uh, authors by authors. Like, why is there something out there like that that you know of? If not, why not? Just curious.
1: So there are some um, book ranking systems out there. We we at Tea with Coffee don't pay a lot of attention to the rankings right now um, because we know we're a small independent publisher. We're not going to be able to compete with the likes of Penguin, Random House, um, or anybody like that. So we, but we do have some smaller tracking boards that we will follow. Um, but like Amazon, um, and even, uh, Rider's digest will follow those and see if we're getting on those and getting any traction there. But as far as the New York times, yeah. I mean, I, I thought, I don't know if you've ever seen the show younger. Um, but it is about this woman who pretends to be younger than she is to get a job at a publishing company. And, um, she, Winds up figuring out that this rival publishing company purchased uh thousands of copies of their book whenever they first uh went live with a different comp with with a different account instead of the company account Hmm. so that they got on the new york times bestsellers list so it can be manipulated but um you know i think Looking at sources where sales are a tracking metric, it can be manipulated, and it's hard to, you know, really look at it. We try to look at what our books are doing as far as our our sales, um, not ranking because we've had books that have come out, and on re- Amazon ranked number one fifty seven uh, was one of them, and it was sold out. So I was like, we're sold out, but all of these books that are ahead of us still have copies available and we're not higher than them. Like, you know, it, it, it makes you wonder there are different things, but I think, you know, people could put together some kind of system. And I think that's what a lot of books to grammars and book bloggers do out there is they're trying to create their own system, um, where people can leave rankings. Um, another good place that is very similar to what you're saying is Goodreads. I I don't know if you're familiar with that, but Goodreads is like a, a social media platform for writers and readers. Um, You know, you can go on there and see reviews of books. And I think they even have their own ranking list based on reviews instead of based on sales. So that, that is a little more fair, but of course, you know, then you deal with bots and fake reviews, but The good thing with Goodreads is they're pretty good about filtering out bots. I haven't seen a lot of bots. Most of their users seem legit. Um, They're just people who want to read good books and and writers who want to meet good authors or good readers. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: guess I'm just trying to... Because it's, it's really like attention, right? And so I, yeah. I have a lot of authors come on this podcast. My podcast doesn't get the most attention. You know, those authors don't have the most attention. And it's just like, I hear about their books and I'm like, dang, those are some really good book ideas. Like if you executed the writing well, that would be epic for a lot of people to read. Like that idea sounds just as solid as some of these book ideas that have gone huge, like Harry Potter. I'm like, the I. <laughs> this one girl did so much research on the dragons in her book that it was like, <laughs> I was like, that was a full-time job just to design the like the world crafting in your book was well, a full-time job. And I'm like, that's a lot of hard work that I feel like a lot of very niche fans would appreciate. And then once the niche fans really appreciate it and starts to get that word of mouth, then it starts to really, you know, catch fire. But I feel like there's just not something pushing out those types of books as much as like the New York Times is pushing out celebrity books. I guess my kind of thought was there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of indie authors right there are plenty of people who have kind of written a um book or two and they're trying to push it out or they have dreams of an aspirations of becoming an author and i'm like if we all band together put our funds together put our time together put our energy together i know for a fact we could overthrow the new york times because then the authors who are in the game would know what kind of system they want to create to you know get their um get their thing going and then it would be a much fairer rating system where we keep the integrity of it and then we could like push people out as they get too big like we, you have to be a certain size to qualify so it keeps the integrity of the list and it's like a list on the merits of the book and all that good stuff so i was just thinking through this of like because even how insurance companies run sorry I'm, I'm gonna go on a little tangent here i apologize <laughs> <laughs> So insurance companies, I mean, they take the money of all these lower class people, middle class people, upper class people, they put it together, and then they're able to pay out big insurance claims because of the money that all of the customers are paying in. And then, of course, they take that money and they invest it into real estate and produce like a 4 or 5% return just to keep track with inflation and beat it a little bit. And so these insurance companies are raking in billions per year in profit because they assess risk properly. And I'm like, that's such a good business model because it's built on unifying people for a common need. Everybody needs health insurance. Everybody needs medical insurance because it is too big of an expense for an individual. But when you put it on the company, we can all pay into the company and we'll gladly do that. Well, if marketing is too big of an expense for all these authors, but we all band together and pay a little bit in to each elevate our brands, like I feel like we could take that same concept and blow it up. Anyway, I'm done with my tangent now. I apologize.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean that that's a great idea. I think I think we need to get on it. Let's talk after the podcast and make this happen.
0: <laughs> Let's do it. I was telling my wife about this idea and she was like, it's just I have a lot of ideas. I'm very entrepreneurial. And she's like, it's just not one of your best ideas. I'm like, it's not my best, but there's such a clear pain point. Like, it's not my most like, I wouldn't say I'm super passionate about overthrowing the New York Times, but what I am passionate about is people's dreams and goals. I know a lot of authors out there have dreams and goals that are being thwarted by the bureaucracy of the New York Times. So if I can overthrow that and pave the way for some people to accomplish their dreams and goals light up the world because they're lit up themselves that's what i am passionate about that's why i like this idea and so yeah man i would i would love to talk more about it because it really it could be as small as 10 bucks a month per author 50 bucks a month per author and it would we could build a brand on that marketing dollars. Like it's like we're gonna put ninety-five percent of the money into marketing, five percent into operations, and we could blow that brand up with that amount of money going into it monthly and the amount of people pushing it organically on social media, right? So anyway.
1: Absolutely. I, I mean, digress. you've got all you've got all these writing communities on Twitter, you've got Bookstagram, Book Talk, um, I don't know what the new Threads one is, but pretty much Bookstagram has taken over Threads. Um, it's everything I see is about books, and, you know, I mean, there's just such a passionate – people keep telling me, you know, I don't understand why you're in the publishing industry. Uh, it's a di- – people aren't reading anymore. I'm like, yes, they are. And you know what the crazy thing is? Is people are buying more paperback and hardback books than they are ebooks now. Mm. And this was all coming, stemming from COVID, because back when COVID was around, or, you know, not around, it's still around, but when COVID, the pandemic first hit, and the lockdowns were taking place, people were able to read again and it sparked this nationwide passion and not even nationwide this worldwide passion for loving to read again and now people are starting to buy books more and they miss the feel of the book and that's why we really push for these author events is for to build a personable brand for our authors to make them feel connected to their readers on a whole new level Because that's what really what it's all about. Once you start building up people who you can connect with on a personal level and who see you and say, I care about you and I want to see you succeed. Those are the people who, you know, they say the rising tide lifts all ships. Those are the people who you want on your tide. You want the ones that are going to lift up your ship while you float on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Oh, you got me all excited now, Tyler. (laughs) I love it. Cool, man. Well, let's let's get back to focus on you because that's what this show is about. Let's jump into your motivation, man. What really gets you up and keeps you going every day?
1: Um, You know, besides my medicine for my mental illness, mm-hmm. um, yeah. my wife and my dogs are definitely my biggest motivation. You know, I talked a little bit about that earlier. We we sold to get to get on the road and my wife and I wanted to get closer together and build a better relationship with one another. And we knew that by moving into an RV and putting ourselves in a new environment and being able to susceptible to changes and adaptability adaptability, we are able to succeed and we've grown even closer than we've been. We've been together for a total of eight years, married for three um, and spent, you know, we've been able to gr- grow closer than we've ever been from this journey. Um, so, being able to wake up to her and know that I'm somewhere where I'm safe, where I've got her and I've got my dogs, and that's what really gets me up and going every morning is them. But also, you know, traveling gets me up and going because I love waking up and seeing a new scene every, you know, couple of weeks. We were in the mountains a couple of weeks ago. We were in at a beach before that. We were at a lake one time. We've been in the middle of the woods. Um, the current place we're at, Lake Town Glamping, has been kind of our semi-permanent spot for now. It's such a beautiful campground, brand new. Um, the owner, RJ, I mean, he texts you every day couple of days and he'll ask you you know hey do you need anything do you want a fire pit do you want a picnic table is the wi-fi working okay i mean he is just an amazing guy and that's what we've really discovered in this community of travelers is that there are so many amazing people out there
0: yeah yeah i love that something there's something about breaking out of kind of the status quo and being on a path that is like just a little It's a little more free. It's a little bit more um, unchartered, if you will. I feel like you get to see the best parts of society because it's people going out of their comfort zone, the societal comfort zone together. And at that point, it's like, hey, let's band together. Let's have each other's backs and let's produce an experience that we both enjoy. And I feel like that's something you're experiencing right now. So I think that's cool. Yes. Yes. Well, awesome. Tyler, let's Absolutely. jump into your dreams and goals, man. What's your vision for your books, your businesses, and your life?
1: Ooh, that's a big one. Um, you know, obviously I think, you know, this is gonna sound kind of funny because of what I said earlier, but yeah, I think my goal would be to have one of my books land on that New York Times bestseller organically, um, without me having to buy it or anything like that, to actually just just to have that label on there one time and say, I did it. Um, that, that my biggest writing goal uh, for my books, but ultimately I want to make a difference in people's lives with my writing. And that's what I care about the most is inspiring people. All of my writing has semblances of mental illness in it um, to raise mental health awareness. And that's something I'm so passionate about, obviously with my mental health blogging as well. And so being able to make people see that people with mental illness are no different than somebody who has diabetes or high blood pressure or something like that, you know, it's still an illness. We just because we're on medicine for it, just because it's mental doesn't mean that it makes me any less of a person. And that's what I want to show people so that they don't feel alone anymore, so that they don't feel like they have to hide that they have to keep themselves or keep their diagnosis a secret that they can be transparent about it and people will still love them for that. Yeah. With my companies, you know, with the Witkowski company, the new digital and PR company, um, Digital marketing and PR company, I really just I want to be able to make a living off of it, uh, support my family, support my company, and be able to have successful customers. And our clients and be able to raise up nonprofits and online startups and allow them to develop and grow new customers and be able to get new donors and help more people because that's ultimately – that's always been my goal is to help more people. And to help other people help people is just a benefit of that Hmm. with – Tea with coffee, I think, you know, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, our long term goal is to get into all content media producers um, and be able to offer them services like podcast editing or production or intro videos, uh, things of that sort and be able to do that for YouTubers and help bloggers with formatting and scheduling and writing and things of that sort to Really be a one stop shop for the indie community for everybody who's looking for that place where they want to be a community because that's ultimately what we're trying to build here too, is a community of writers and indie producers, you know, from our staff to our authors, we hold self-care Saturday once a month where we bring all of our staff and authors, whoever wants to come can join us on our discord server. And we have a game night or a movie night where they just sit around and talk. Um, We do author trainings and that, allows our authors to go in there and learn how to brand themselves and do learn different marketing techniques for our staff. You know, we, we let them use our programs for little side gigs. If they have a side gig on Fiverr or something like that, you know, we want to see them grow just as much as we want to see our authors grow. We care about our staff um, because, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, our staff is what keeps us going without them. I'm nothing. You know, I stand, I stand right there with my staff. There is no me above them or them below me. We're all equal on, on the grounds of who, how important we are to the business, because without them, I can't do this. I'm one person. This take this running a business takes so many people. I for tea with coffee, I haven't even taken a paycheck yet. I've paid everybody else first and made sure that they were getting their due their money's worth and making sure that they were getting what they were due. Because at the end of the day, I'm not in this to make money. I'm in this to help people.
0: Yeah. I love it. Any other dreams or goals that you want to talk about before we move on?
1: Oh, I would love to get my Adventure with Coffee blog off the ground, too, um, and really get that a uh, successful travel blog, you know, maybe hit 100,000 followers or something like that. That'd be a, a good goal to have uh, hit that 100K mark and be able to share our experiences with the world and let some other people maybe be inspired to jump out there and travel on their own
0: yeah yeah well awesome man so we got have one of the books land on the new york times bestseller organically help people see that um people with mental illness are no different than people with diabetes or any other illness for the Witkowski company make a living off of it and help more people for tea with coffee get into all the content media producers and help them out and build a kind of indie creator community and then get the Adventure with Coffee blog off the ground. Did I miss anything there, or we got it all?
1: I think you nailed it. Sounds
0: good. Sounds good. Well, what are the top one to two skills that you need to develop right now to make some of these dreams and goals come true?
1: It's a really good question. I think um, the first skill that I really need to develop is the ability to come out of my shell some more and break the anxiety. Um, I still suffer from anxiety. It's one of my mental health disorders that i suffer from um daily and so being able to break that mold of uh, anxiety and the constant pit in your chest whenever you have to make a tough decision or you have to break a con or not break a contract but end a contract or end a um <clears throat> end a project early because it's just not making enough money you know there are certain aspects where you have to make those tough decisions and it just causes this knot in my chest. Um, But that's part of the reason that I'm going to therapy. I'm a big advocate for therapy. Uh, My grandfather passed away a couple of months ago. He was um, my best friend and a father figure to me my entire life. And one thing that I always remember about him was he always treated everybody really good. And that's kind of, that's where I've wanted to go in life.
0: Yeah. I love that. What's that saying? People, um, won't remember what you did, but they'll remember how you made them feel.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: Sounds like he was the epitome of that.
1: He was, he, he was a great man. Um, he, he and my grandma helped raise me as a child. Um, my mom was a single mom and, Uh, I stayed with my mom half the time, my dad half the time. And whenever I was with my mom, she was working and, you know, trying to make a living. And I would stay with my grandparents a lot and uh, they would help raise me eventually and make me a better man. I mean, my grandfather, he was such a strong individual at his funeral. So many people talked to me about how he was like a father figure to them, like how he was such a good man and how he made a difference in their lives. And that's always what I've wanted to do was make a difference in people's lives. And just knowing that that's what he did his entire life. It just strengthens my love for him um you know I miss him every single day and I wish he was still here but I know he's not in pain and suffering anymore so he's in a much better place than most of us are down here
0: yeah yeah no for sure I appreciate you sharing that Tyler are there any other skills that you want to mention there or do we want to keep it at kind of come out of the shell some more and break the anxiety around decision making
1: I think that's my, that's my biggest, my biggest flaw right now. Um, you know, maybe, maybe separating, uh, having a good homework balance. Um, you know, because with running a company, you spend a lot of time working. Uh, I work from 8 a.m. to 12 a.m. Monday through Friday. And, On Saturdays and Sundays, I'm still doing work here and there and between running errands. So I've got to learn a better way to, you know, so I don't get burnout. That was one issue that I had run into one time before in my career is burnout. And I'm still recovering from that burnout. Um, I'm definitely in a much better place, but burnout's never something that's easy to recover from either. Yeah,
0: no, for sure. Having that good balance and understanding that it's a balancing act, you know, you'll never be perfect continuously is a good perspective shift to have. So what are the highest impact daily actions that are going to tick the needle forward towards your dreams and goals?
1: Yeah, I, like I had mentioned earlier, therapy has been a huge thing. Um, I started it after my grandpa passed away as a grievance, uh, therapy and eventually it turned into more of a, uh a self-help thing for me. I wanted to better myself and I saw the benefits of the grief counseling and I was like, you know what, this is good for me. This is going to help me be able to extend and expand my mind. Um, I'm such a big advocate for therapy now and being able to go to therapy and move that needle every week is something that's huge for me because it makes me feel like I'm doing something about it. It I don't feel like I'm just sitting around not doing anything about the issues I know I have. I'm taking those steps to make initiatives to move forward, and bet- whether I'm going to therapy one day or working on worksheets that the therapist sent me, you know. That's how you've got to do it. You've got to be open and willing to feedback and change and new ideas. I mean, you know, not just therapy, but anything in general, you've got to be open to change and um, you've got to be adaptable. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. And what sounds like we kind of already touched on it, but what character trait do you most need to develop right now to make your dream life come true?
1: I would say I needed to be more extroverted, mm-hmm. um, you know, which I guess I guess that's kind of uh, ironic since I'm on a podcast now and I've uh, been on a couple podcasts. But, you know, I, I'm trying to break out of my my shell and, and get into a more extroverted state of mind and be able to say, you know, hey, this is who I am. I'm trying to learn to become proud of who I am again. Um, I, I kind of lost that for a while. Uh, my brother in law actually passed away about two years ago in a car accident, and um, he used to live his life like he just had no cares. And uh, whenever he passed away, it really inspired me to. I was like, I need to come out of my shell and just enjoy life, to live life, to stop focusing so much on working a corporate job or working for somebody else that was, you know draining the life out of me for nothing that I was leaving behind that would replace you the very next day if something happened to you, or in my case, replace you before you ever get fired. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, there, there are situations where you dedicate your life to something like that. And you think at the end, you know, like I said, six years later, at the end of it, was it worth it? I, I got good experience, but it wasn't the best experience. And I faced burnout and But at the end of the day, you come together and you adapt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. All right. Next question for you. If there were one or two people you could meet right now, and that could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals, who would they be and how would they help you?
1: So I'm going to go one living, one not alive. Okay. Um, my first choice is going to be Chester Bennington, um, from the lead singer from Lincoln park who passed away in 2017. He committed suicide. Um, and I would want to talk to him and I would just want to hear his story because he had everything. So it seemed he had a beautiful family, a beautiful wife. He had the house, the career, the money, the fame. You know, his music helped so many people like he changed so many. He saved my life personally with his music. Yeah. And to understand why. Why did you take your own life? You know, when you had everything, because I think that's an ultimate question that we all wonder as we go through life is, you know, why do we die at the end of the day? Or why does somebody commit suicide? Um, I think the living person that I would need to talk to uh, would be – I think I really need to sit down and talk to my grandma, and that's an accessible one for me because yeah. she has always been the one to guide me and give me the most direction in life. Um, sometimes I avoid talking to her about certain things because I know she's going to give me an answer I don't want to hear. Yep. And, um, you know, sometimes it's easier not to hear that answer than to hear it. So, Uh but I think ultimately at the end of the day, I think sitting down with my grandma and having a conversation on how to have a better work-life balance is one way for me to develop, um, you know, kind of that missing aspect of who I am. Mm.
0: I gotcha. What do you think she would tell you?
1: I think she would tell me that you've done everything else in your life around this girl and those dogs. So why are you stopping now? Why are you letting work stop you? Yeah. From focusing on them. And, you know, she's right. And that's why I'm trying to get my wife and I onto our own financial freedom and, uh, you know, running our own companies together and being a power couple. Yeah, I gotcha. Well, cool, man. Now we're going to jump into our thriving
0: three. And the first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one of the three.
1: All right. So my favorite movie is Mud uh, by Matthew McConaughey. It is Matthew McConaughey is my, uh, my man crush. I have a absolutely huge crush on Matt McConaughey. I think he is the best actor out there. Yeah. Um, huge fan of his. I've got some uh, trading cards that have fabric on them from um, some of his appearances at uh, on movies and at Emmys and things of that sort. But Mud is just such a powerful movie for me.
0: Yeah. I love it. I think I've seen that movie. Is it kind of oh, kind of tell me what it's about? Because I feel like I know what movie you're talking about, but I want to be sure.
1: So uh, his his name is Mud, and he lives out in the bayou, and he is um, tracked down by the girl. This girl who is now trying to get back with him after she's been in a abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. I got you. I'm trying to think.
0: Huh. Yeah, maybe I... Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I think I did watch this. <laughs> I don't remember too much about it, but I remember thinking it was a very interesting movie.
1: Yes, um... It's it's not one of his most popular movies, but it's it's one of my favorite performances that he gives. I mean, I just he uh he he is I don't know. I could talk about Matthew McConaughey all day, but this is not about Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Sorry, yep. Matthew, but I gotta take this I gotta take the spotlight for a moment. <laughs> well,
0: what's one way you like to take care of yourself, Tyler?
1: Um, writing is always a go-to, uh, or journaling. Um, sometimes I will audio journal too. So I'll pull out my phone and go to the voice memos and start recording, um, how I'm feeling, how, uh, my day went, things like that. I've got a notebook where I write down my feelings occasionally. It's, it's more of a dream notebook at this point. I write down my dreams because I've been having some, some wild dreams lately. (laughs) <laughs> uh but uh and then i also i use uh sensory therapy so i'll use smell and sound uh touch things like that to help uh calm myself down and bring myself to a relaxing spot kind of a nirvana smells are something that i love candles wax warmers essentials things like that because you can use smells in so many different ways and combinations to bring you to a different place or a different time or have a different feeling about you. Same thing with touch. You know, I've, I've got a, well, I use my wife's Squishmallow, and you know what? I'm not ashamed to say that because I love it. I love sleeping with it. It just makes me so like, it's just so comforting and it's, yeah. they, they truly are amazing. I see why the babies love them now. I mean, I tell you, Very uh, and then music, where uh, or, or rain sounds and storm sounds are also really good for me. Um, music is something that I've always been passionate about. I, I've never played music or composed music or written music or anything, but I've always been a big fan of music, and it's always helped me through dark times. Um, just knowing that there's somebody out there who's gone through something similar or feels a similar way to you do, there's just something calming and relaxing about that.
0: Mm. there we go and what is one action step this is going to be an easy one for you you can take it right now or continue to take if you're already doing it too talk to your grandma
1: pick up that phone and call her um, no I mean and you know the thing is I talk to her every single day uh, oh. <laughs> I talk to her that's the thing I talk to her three or four times um, but I just I haven't brought up that how do i get it because she she was a high school principal uh later my elementary school principal and a teacher so you know she had a you know teachers are very underpaid underappreciated and don't get enough um free time as it is so she had very limited time to spend with her family so i mean that's that's why i think she would be the best one to talk to it's just a matter of uh swallowing my pride and doing it yeah so are you,
0: are you committing to swallowing your pride and doing that the next time you talk with your grandma?
1: I'll do it as soon as we get off the
0: podcast. There we go. That's what I love to hear. All right. We got our final section of the podcast now is all about beliefs. So the first question, what is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life, if any?
1: So um, I had a lot of childhood trauma that uh, led me to believe for the longest time that I was inferior to... Pretty much everybody. Um, So I think that is a very limiting belief that still limits me in some ways. And that's part of the reason I'm going to therapy and uh, part of the thing I'm working on with my therapist, because I want to be able to be the best version of myself. And having these feelings that I'm not good enough, despite winning five awards over five years and holding prestigious jobs and job titles at a young age, um, running my own company you know despite all this sometimes I still feel like a failure and um, that that's the biggest limiting belief for me because once I start feeling that way it's it's hard to get out of it because you uh, you have these demons in your head that speak to you and tell you you know things that aren't true and it hurts your inner child. Um, the child that heard all these things and was told all these things that they would never amount to anything um, that because of their mental illness, that they were lesser than people. And even though I'm out here advocating against that and helping people see the opposite, it doesn't mean that sometimes I still don't feel that way.
0: Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Imposter syndrome hits everybody in different levels of severity, but it's definitely there. Yes. curious what do you think makes somebody enough or superior or on
1: par i don't think there's anything that makes anybody enough i think we're all enough um you know there's we're we're all if, if you're alive and you're living your best life and you're not as long as you're not out there harming somebody um you know physically mentally emotionally then you are enough um because ultimately at the end of the day i i i don't know you know i I don't know about religions and what everybody believes and everybody has different beliefs and that's fine and i've studied different religions just for entertainment and i think ultimately at the end of the day all religions can agree that you're supposed to be a good person at the end of the day and yeah. as long as you're a good person not harming anybody then that makes you enough to be loved and respected um That for me personally, that's that's where my tolerance for loving and respecting people is, is as long as you're not out there hurting and harming people, then I'm going to love you and show you love and support and lift you up and praise you. And, you know, there's so many people on social media that I've never met in real life before that support me in various ways and have supported my business that I in turn support their content. I like their content, engage with their content. Buy their books, buy their merch, whatever I can do to help the people that have helped me.
0: Yeah. Isn't it strange <laughs> that you say that? I believe that everybody knows you should love people, you should be kind to people. And then we don't extend that same thought process to ourselves. Yeah. Just the strangest. And it's like you would never say the things that you say to yourself, to somebody else. No, but it's okay for you to say it to yourself. It just, yeah, it just gets me.
1: The human just... mind is is very,
0: very tricky. Yeah. Do you have any limiting actions or inactions that reinforce this limiting belief that you're inferior to everyone in your life?
1: So one of the biggest actions that um causes me to go into this kind of spiral is I have a problem waking up in the mornings um and, and you know I know a lot of people probably think oh I do too but I I legitimately have a problem waking up like I I can't wake up um doctors have run tests waiting for results and um but you know at the end of the day, I feel bad for sleeping in because I feel like I haven't done enough at the, by that by that time, by the time I've woken up. And I feel like that holds me back because I'm like, oh, no, I should have been doing more instead of sleeping. And instead of you know letting myself be what I consider lazy, and it may not be lazy. It's just my body's way of processing stress and things of that sort or whatever it may be turn out to be um but it, it just it makes me feel worthless and useless and i kind of that whole day i'll be in a bad mood and feeling like i'm not good enough and i'll start to spiral but luckily i've learned some coping mechanisms that have helped me from spiraling um like i mentioned earlier the sensory um also you know my wife is huge for me she she is always a big supporter of mine she knows when i'm having a bad day and she just she knows what to say when to say it and how to say it
0: yeah there we go if you were to change your limiting belief into an abundant phrase that really spoke to your heart in the way that you needed to hear it what would that phrase be
1: i love you I think uh you know that's one thing that everybody wants to hear and if I could have that that voice a voice in my head that told me it loved me all the time I feel like that would propel me and that's you know I've got that in a sense with my wife but you know late at night and in the moments where she's not there and it's quiet and your own voices take take over it would be nice to have another voice to tell you they love you whenever she's not around mm. Yeah Yeah,
0: I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, man. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. When the limiting beliefs start to take over, what thoughts or actions do you resort to in order to take back control, reorient towards abundance, towards focus, focus on love, whatever it may be for you?
1: So first thing I I do whenever I feel myself going into that that spiral is close my eyes. Um and just try to breathe. You know, I I think that's that's one of the hardest thing that comes with anxiety is that, that difficulty breathing. And it can be rough. It can it can be really tough to calm your breathing down, but that's that's always my first step because if your breathing gets panicky, your body starts to panic and it just it doesn't end well. So getting my breathing adjusted, counting backwards from 10 is what I used to do. Um, that is now my second option. My first option is called the uh, river exercise. I kind of um, made it up after, or made, modeled it after a um, another exercise that my therapist called me, gave me called the stream method. And basically what the river method is, is you've got a river, you're sitting down um, outside of a river bank with the river flowing past you. It's a beautiful day. There's, you know, the woods around you, birds are chirping, you can smell the water, you can smell the grass. And there are logs that are floating by you in the water. So for each log, you throw one of your worries on it and let it go down the river and out, you know out to sea so that it's no longer your worry kind of like putting a message in a bottle or something like that so that's kind of that's how I I try to handle you know whenever I start the self to self-destruct um, is the river method hmm.
0: I like that I have some visualizations I like to do as well and they're very helpful very helpful yes well tell us a little bit about this last question what is your favorite?
1: Belief about yourself? Ooh, my favorite belief about myself. So, I think my favorite belief about myself is just that I really do care about other people more than I care about myself. Um, I know that may not be the best thing uh, for me personally, uh, but at the end of the day, I just want to see other people happy. I want other people to succeed. I want the independent creators, the independent authors, um, my family, my friends, the small businesses, the small podcasters, you, I want to see them all succeed. And that's, that's what I care about. Um, if I don't make a dime from this, as long as I'm in a position to where I can keep working and running, you know, my businesses, then that's what I'm gonna do. And I think one of my biggest, uh, characteristics that if you ask anybody that knows me they'll tell you that I care more about other people than I do myself and um, they may consider it a flaw but I consider it a strength
0: you know what's really cool about what you just said what's that A it is a strength it's a very good strength and I think there's a second part to that strength I think the second part is when you realize that that value will stay in place as the scale changes. You know that it is of the utmost importance to raise the level of care you have for yourself because you will always put people above you. And so now it is the most selfless thing to really raise the level of care for yourself so that you can put people above you because you say you don't care if you uh, make a dime, which is really admirable. But imagine... If it feels like, so if you don't care, if you make a dime, you caring for other people means you can make them 20 cents and you care about them, you know? But if you're like, I'm not going to make anything below a million and I'm not going to tolerate anybody else around me making below a million. Now it's like there's a level of intensity you have to approach the situation with that raises everything because you have to make everybody around you a million dollars richer. Because you know that you're a person who cares for other people more than you care for yourself and you care about yourself enough to make sure you know your family's financially free, which that's not quite a million. Maybe it's fifteen thousand a month in cash flow, right? That's gonna be set for basically any American family that is okay controlling the means in which they live, right? You're not living an extravagant, bougie life, but you're very well off at 15 K a month in free cash flow. So now it's like, I'm gonna make sure everybody around me, every author, every creator I come in contact with, I'm going to know the exact method to get them to the 20K a month in cash flow in 12 months. And the purpose behind that is so that they can go live their best life, just like I've been wanting to live my best life. And now I got that freedom, so I have to make sure they get that freedom. I think when you take it to that level, it makes it really powerful because I have the same the same uh, love for helping people, right? But this is totally a personal thing because I just, I mean, I would try to help people and I couldn't, you know, I I just couldn't help them because I didn't have the time. I didn't have the resources to divert my focus enough on their life to actually be in the moment with them and help them. And it's because I had to take care of my own business for myself, for my own health and for my family. And so I was like, if I'm having to work a job for nine hours a day and I'm having to fit in all the stuff in my business in the other three or four hours Now I'm kind of running ragged. I don't have full energy when it comes time to help people, all of this stuff. And, you know, still kind of working for pennies on the dollars, the situation I'm in. And I kind of had that thought of like, when I care about myself enough to stop tolerating everything under a certain dollar amount, that is when I will be empowered to actually help people in the way that I want to, to actually impact real change in their life. And so it's a perspective shift that I made, and I'm curious on your thoughts about it.
1: No, I, I absolutely love that. I mean, that that is probably one of the most powerful powerful things that I've heard in a long time and something I'm gonna I'm gonna carry with me for a long time. I mean, you know, wanting better for yourself is how you do better for everybody else and keep pushing yourself up and especially whenever it comes to the monetary gains of running a business. And that makes so much sense because if I want to make my authors millions of dollars, I need to be making millions of dollars too. So yeah. I mean, you, you've, that's great. That's perfect. I, I think you're spot on and I'm going to, I'm going to use that as a uh, guiding light for myself now on.
0: Hey, for sure. I'm i am happy. I'm happy that you resonate with it. Uh, it was kind of a risk throwing it out there. So I'm glad it landed. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. That's all we got for you. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off?
1: Um, no, I just want to say thanks. You know, this has been a blast. It's been uh. A real fun conversation. I appreciate you letting me talk about Tea with Coffee, Adventure with Coffee, the Witkowski company, um, and everything that I've got going on. Um, So I look forward to, um, you know, stay in tune to what you're doing and hearing anything that your audience has to say. And if they want to reach out to me, um, you know, I'm Tyler Witkowski on all social media. uh, So feel free to look me up and we can chat.
0: For sure. Sounds good. Well, if you are listening to this and you love what Tyler had to say, make sure to check him out, buy a book, rate a book, send a book to a friend um, and get the news out about his companies. If there are any small businesses you guys know need help. Getting online. If there are any creators, specifically in the authors right now, you know, well, actually that business is packed up, so don't send them that way. But <laughs> reach out to Tyler if you have any referrals for him. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Hey there! Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a review and send it to a friend. Don't forget, head over to workwithtimmydouglas.com to get your list of life-changing questions and our free book. Impact Ignition. Live a purposeful life. See you tomorrow for another show.